0: Your power is not your Moncler jacket. (laughs) Your power is the unrivaled sovereignty of you. Power. Hey, everyone. So this is another big topic that needs to be discussed when it comes to trauma. Power, your sovereign power. That's what's taken once there's fear on the table, then there's powerlessness, right? The energy goes out of the phone, of the whatever, the lights go out. Energy is taken away. Someone has taken your energy. Someone has stolen your power. You can inscribe yourself with a zillion tattoos. Great. That's not going to make you any more powerful. You can dress like a raging dragon. Still not going to get your power back. It, your power is within you. That's what's stolen if there's trauma early on. And without that power, you're like a boat in the middle of the ocean without any engine. You're just at the whim of whatever is going on in the universe. And here's another thing. I didn't know I'd been stolen. I had blacked all of this out because it was too overwhelming, it was my own parent. I blacked it out. By blacking it out, which I had to do, you will do something to cope with your trauma, you then have given up your power. That's what they want, that's what cowards do. they terrify a child, they terrify a dog, they terrify anything, it will submit. So what's interesting to me is that because I was stolen early on, what I grew inside of me, in my thinking, in my emotions, in my whole physicality, was the limitations of this other person, of the predator. So I had been taken over, hijacked. I didn't even know it, because I'd blacked out what had happened. And what's interesting is that during a, very, a divorce, which was pretty awful, what I realized is that there were enemies outside of me, and there were enemies within me, right? So if something terrible has happened early on, you are a prisoner of that trauma, of that person, of that event and you have built in relationship to the overthrow of you. You have built in accordance to the dictatorship that came in and took you and ransacked your house and took over. So you have never shown up. So there's a natural way that we flow in the universe right? There's a natural order to the universe. You look at a river, the way it flows, right? A plant, the way it grows, the whole nature of life. It has its own unique character. It'll grow in one way, it'll grow the other. That piece of you, that natural outpouring of your own being, of your soul, of your power, of your energy, is what's been stolen. Scientists said that at the beginning of time, there was only energy and space-time. There was no manifest mat- matter. That all happened later. Again, according to that, your energy, it is your energy that has been stolen. And that energy has, has then been distorted and then you've built something in accordance to the predator or the person that hurt you. You built in response to the trauma, you built in response to fear, that means you've built a massive defense mechanism. That means you've never come out of the vault. It's like being a knight forever in that metal armor, but you've never known what it's like not to live outside the metal armor with a sword in your hand on a horse. Power, your power. And it's taken away in many ways. Fear is the overriding way to take it. <clears throat> and then people put people in positions. For example, priests. The notion that someone has a divine connection to God. And without that broker, you can't get to it. So that for me is completely like, well, fuck that. You can get to this divinity. It happens to be through plants with me, but perhaps it's somewhere else. You can do it through mushrooms. You might do it with a boga. You might do it through a rape. I don't know. <clears throat> but everyone is building these edifices of power in which you become, sub- you have to submit to another ape, who potentially has the information or the connection. In medieval times, they would go around to houses with a little, you know, almost like a concert hall map of like location. So... It, depending on how much you spent, you'd get a specific place in heaven. You know, you get the front row if you give the extra dollars. It's all bullshit. It's all power. You need only look at history, tons of shows. I mean, the Catherine the Great one is fantastic because that's just perfect. There's just endless violence and they're just carrying on like there's nothing going on. Power. What they take in your trauma is your power. Why? Because you can't go back there and face it. Because what's stuck there is not you now, 20, 40, 50, 100. No, it's you when the event happened, four, five, six. You made a contract at that point. You agreed to something. And that agreement castrated you threw you into the dark, left you a prisoner of that event. It is that search and rescue mission that you are sending out to go bring that little boy or that little girl home. So I built a whole being that was living in accordance to the dictatorship of this piece of evil that happened to be my parent. I had to build that because of the terror, because of survival. And the piece of it that I had no access to, which is why I call this black box, is the piece in which the code of everything was built from. What I had built, the source of where I had built this person lay in the shadow, hidden in some underground bunker in the middle of the universe somewhere. And that was the event. I had no access to that event because I'd blacked it out, because I'd made a contract, because I was forced to deliver on that contract by terror and fear. And it's amazing how what's in that black box, what remains in that shadow, when you begin to unearth <coughs> everything, comes up. It just floats up. I was in hot yoga and this image just floated up like a butterfly. Like a butterfly. And it was my father cackling as I was being sent out to be abused. I was in some room waiting to be abused and he was outside laughing. Right? What remains in that vault, what remains in that shadow is a treacherous, terrifying experience that shut you down, that took your power. Now, we see examples of it all day, every day, in every way, right? Whether it's governments, religion, whatever, it's everywhere. It's happening, yeah, all the time. But we see it. So the problem is the not seeing of it. And that's what happens in early childhood. You cannot remember it. You've blocked it out. You've refused it for survival, Someone was saying, I think it was a channeler was speaking to someone and saying that that this is done on purpose. We keep it hidden so we can survive, so it can be revealed later on when we can handle it. Kind of makes sense. What do I know? But at some point, you have to come face to face with that piece of you so that you can become whole. If not, you're a prisoner of an event you can't see, you have no access to, that's hidden, in, again, some vault in the middle of the infinite universe somewhere where really that really is the engine room of everything that you are. So when you trace yourself back, you can't trace yourself back because you can't reach that place, that black box, that shadow, that moment, that moment in the past that is running the show. You go, oh, well, I'm stuck and I can't seem to get anywhere and I You know, there's this place where you just, there's just, it's powerlessness. They're holding your energy hostage. So, again, if you've been armoured up and you're riding around like with 10,000 pieces of armour and it's just weighing you down, you know, and you're on this horse and you're everything, you've never come out of the armour, which I'd never come out of the armour. I'm not doing an awful lot. I'm just in survival mode. Looks good, actually looks pretty good. People would say, well, that's quite a lovely life, but it's not. I'm shackled to something I cannot see, doing things which I just, you know, code. An interesting thing happened not recently where I am, and again, it's so amazing when you get back your power, and it's piece by piece, right? And I was in a meeting and I just... This client was had been extraordinarily abusive. I'm just, you know, demanding and like this sort of whiny, like constant whiny. And I just came and I slammed the door with my hand on the fucking counter. I was like, you fucking cunt. I was like, huh? Who is this person? And I was like, no fucking way are we doing this, that? anyway, it was just insane. And I I thought, who is that? I like that person. It's a reclaiming of your power. I mean, by the way, you don't have to say (laughs) fucking, it was just the reclamation of your power is you don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks when you have. So here's what they take when they steal your power. They take access to your emotions. It's like they break your compass. If you don't have your emotions, you can't respond. Emotions are a very powerful tool. They're there for a reason. They tell us what's going on, that's right and that's wrong, things that affect us, things that don't. We need them. So when they're returned, that's incredibly powerful. Secondly, you become the most important person. With me, it was like you don't matter. You're just, a, you're just here as a dog, a rat. You're just here to fulfill our needs. So of course, in that context, you're just basically a leaf in the wind. You're at the mercy of everyone because you don't have a right to challenge or to want or to need for you, right? So now it's like, no, eat shit and die. I'm not putting up with this crap, right? It doesn't suit me. It's offensive. It crosses all sorts of boundaries. And fuck you, eat shit and die, basically, right? It doesn't have to get to that, but in this instance, it did, right? Before you know it, you know, you've given away half your kingdom. So there's there's this arrival of no, 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 and no. I'm not going to be the cardboard cutter I was. I'm not responding to the black box that coded me up. I know what's in the black box. I'm not scared anymore, right? The fear is no longer, is receding. And as the fear recedes, so your power comes to the fore. And what is your power? Your divine right to access all of you, to be aware, to be awake. Now, awake doesn't mean nirvana. Awake means you have access to your feelings. You can see them. They are brightly polished. And therefore, you can respond accordingly. If I'm terrified or scared, I cannot respond to my feelings as a child, right? And I'm told my feelings are wrong. I am wrong. I need to become someone else. Well, that just shatters everything, right? A parent hits a child, that child feels wrong. And there are extreme versions of it, right? But at the end of the day, when you are no longer terrified or scared of the outcome, which is why we shut down. We're scared that person will hurt us again, will hit us again, will abuse us again, whatever it is. So we learn to shut down. So your power is to be awake. What am I doing? What am I feeling? What is my response here? Why can't I respond? Does this sit well with me? Why doesn't it sit well with me? This is not, you know, a nirvanic place. You're going to feel the real feelings of being here. I think that's why a lot of people have, you know, addictions, because they don't want to feel the truth of what's going on. I would rather be shut down. I don't want to feel the, the raging anger that I have for this particular fucking guy. But I have to. If I want out, you have to feel the feelings. That's one of the things about this medicine. The more it penetrates into that vault and gives you the truth of what happened, the feelings are now allowed to to rise up. I can't believe, I think I said cunt for at least three years. Motherfucking cunt. And I do say it now too, occasionally. There is stuffed everything, stuffed rage, stuffed anger, abandonment, neglect. There's just this whole bevy, this whole range, this whole continent of you that's been underground, refused. And you can't face those feelings because of the terror of the response to that moment. They will kill me. They will hurt me. This is my parent. So in this grab of power, in this return is a return to the person you've never known. You didn't build you. I didn't build a me. I built a person in response to this piece of evil, a defense mechanism, you know, the armor of the knight <coughs> Going into battle for him fear, a ridiculous piece of evil, right? So now you have to dismantle all of it, and you're going to take all this armor off, and you're going to see what they did and who they are. You're going to have to refill, feel all the feelings of rage and anger and hatred and everything you had to refuse to survive there, because what they've done is they have completely denied Your feelings were wrong. Your person was wrong. And you have to haul yourself back by taking out all of them and all the attachments and what they did to basically disfigure your energetic field, emotionally, physically, every single way. So I built, which is why in these ceremonies, this whole energetic body is in my system is being taken down. It's the energetic body I built in response to him, the agreements I made with him, the refusal of my feelings because of him. It was a complete and utter wipeout. So I literally built him in my system. I built the person that was required to survive there. There was not an ounce of me in it, not an ounce. So what's interesting is that you look to the outside. This is what happens when you're trapped or you're evicted. I would look to the outside for the person that I wanted to be, which is impossible. You can't be someone else. You have to be yourself, right? But then when I would look inward, there was also, I couldn't find that person, Right, so <clears throat> in this trauma, you're captured inwardly and you're captured outwardly. There's 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 no there's nowhere for you to be. You, there's no you here anywhere. You're in the inside. You're a prisoner. You've built according to the terror. You've blacked out your truth. And on the outside, you're like they're all these strangers. Like, well, I'm not that person. I'm not. You know. You can't find yourself anywhere because you've been stolen. That event, that trauma, holds you prisoner. So that's why this journey back is imperative. It is the only thing to do is to return to the event. You might not know what... I didn't know what the event was. You might not know what the event is. At all. Like, I had no clue. I'd so built this person in relationship to this piece of cunt that I had no... I'd already built this whole person. How the fuck were I? I didn't know what happened. I was fully cooked. When the ayahuasca came, I wasn't even willing to uncook. I was so adamant about protecting this piece of evil. I'd built this whole story about what a... Humble, caring person, he was. It was just like ridiculous. I was fully into the Kool Aid power, energy, flow, the natural outpouring of your being. I've never had the experience, I'm only slowly beginning to be here. Like, with all my emotions, like, no, I don't want to fucking. I'm not redoing your fucking kitchen, you scumbag. <laughs> right? No, I'm not. I don't want that relationship. I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't suit me. Right? I don't want. No. I care for myself. Right? Self-love, power, energy. And so you grow up out of the ground. But again, you've never known that. So I don't know what that looks like. It's just practicing itself now. It's just beginning to practice being in the world as it truly is without fear. It's outside the prison. So it's a new thing. I need to practice being here with all my energy and without being scared. There is no one to become. With me early on, there was always someone to become. I was always being told, you need to be this, you need to, you literally have to shapeshift into what their needs are. <clears throat> you're only acceptable as this, you're only acceptable as that. Love is unconditional. The unconditionality of it is a fuel that makes you grow into the truth of who you are. It allows the blossoming of this incredible divinity. So, so many lessons with the medicine. First and foremost, the fact that you're completely returned. You go back to the injury. You're escorted to the injury. You're given guides to help you face the injury. That you have, you know, a divine connection immediately. No interloper, no broker. That's it. There you are with divinity. That's number one. Number two, you heal there. This immense power, this immense consciousness helps you heal yourself there. Again, no one with a clipboard, you're not in a hospital, no medication. It's just you and the medicine daily, yes, to help you heal. Return to the scene of the crime, face the dragon get the black box, find it, open it. You can't be fully here. The Indians talk about being whole, integration, the whole thing, all of you here, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of you, one thing. You can't have half your fucking continent, or for me it was more like 90% of my continent just, you know, Atlantis just sunk. That black box, that trauma, navigates everything. In that moment, they took your power. In that moment, they terrified. In that moment, you're paralyzed. In that moment, it's over. What's interesting too is the more you face it, the more there's a dissolution of its power, of its energy. So it's almost like the sand, it just gets covered in sand. It just keeps getting further and further away. So when you're fully attached, it's like right, right here. The energy is really powerful because you can't see it. The more you see it, it's like, you know, if you're looking at space, you know, when the, the attachments to that spaceship just like leave and it just leave and leave and they fall into oblivion. It only has power when you give it attention. And also when you can't see it. It owns you if it's in the dark. That's how it keeps its power. Your terror keeps its power over you. I can't go to a fucking church and go, oh, could you remove my trauma? No. There's even more layering of shit. More layering it. You have to go through another person. Fuck that. Right? Or if I go to another rape, it's like there's more layering. There's probing. But again, I'm on the surface. For these big traumas, you need deep cleansing. They're rooted. It's like cancer. They're rooted in you. This thing was like its whole living being. It was had its own energetic momentum. It had its own... It was like an alien inside of me. But it was me. It was a thing I built <clears throat> when I refused myself and built in accordance to this evil. So it owned me. In the ceremonies, what's being removed is that, the thing I built in relationship in response to him, to keep me in submission. It kept me in submission, in bondage, in prison with him. I had no choice. It's death or that. It's that constant pounding, right? You're not enough. You've got to become something else. You're weak. You're there. It was just horrific. This guy was a repressed homosexual, for fuck's sake. Right, so all the poison of that person is what's dumped on you in massive trauma, they're poison. You're building in response to their poison. So you've been completely tainted in your beautiful pool of Aegean, in your translucent, magnificent ocean of blue. You know, this whole ocean liner of poison is dumped. It's not yours. But it needs to be taken out. And so that's what the medicine does. She makes you translucent. She literally, you just become this energy in which this big, it's like thinking about those little jellyfish, they're translucent, right? But inside it's this big stain of black, right? Big stain of black. That was what he did to me. The person I built in response to that it's an energy. It, it's its own self. It's its own being. I've never had the experience of being here without that massive stain of that poison that built itself inside of me in response to that event and to that person. The horrible thing is that it was also secretive and weird. And I would keep thinking, how did I even live in that? Fucking hell, how did I even live in that family? I mean, it's like the whole thing was so awful and secretive and manipulative. And how come she didn't know? And how did she know? I was just like, ugh, it's like, ugh, just yuck, right? You're being cleansed of everything. That wanker is well dead. He's been dead for God knows 20 years. But the stain that's left behind... Is the thing that needs to be removed. And there is joy and life and wow and creativity and everything when you get your energy back. It's like, if you have a battery of 100% and someone's owning 90 of it because you've been terrified, you don't have tons of energy or desire or i just saw this fantastic thing on netflix that guy i'm sure everybody's seen it where they've the guy had to scale yeah scaled like 14 mountains or something or i don't know nine mountains in two weeks i don't know it was some ridiculous thing and you think how the fuck did he do that well and you see him it's like you can just see his will his energy his belief it's godly it's divine It's like there's no barriers to what he's going to do. There are no limitations and there aren't any. That's what's stolen in trauma. Your will, your energy, your power to go and live life in the most unlimited way. There are no limitations. In the beginning, there was just energy and space-time. There wasn't energy, space-time, and a, you know, and a fucking growling monster going, no, you're not allowed to have that. You have to understand the landscape. So in the turmoil and chaos, and I, I think about it like a washing machine of, early, of arrival, you're just you're just a child you're just being flung around in this kind of like you know the spin dry cycle you just you're just not really here you're just like here but not here but it's right I was just stampeded I had had no clue when I woke up I was just like oh my god you know I'm I'm about to make this fucking guy happy or I'm gonna die and make this man happy, we won't die. And it was just like, there was just, there was no understanding of anything. There was no, it was just an, it was like a big black cloud of a hurricane just, you're just being thrown around everywhere. This is it, like, this is, it's like you're on the edge of a cliff and here you are with these people. Yeah, no, you can't make sense of anything, you're in a panic, you're just survival, right? And the medicine comes in and just literally lays out the whole narrative, the story, like how everybody, what happened, what was the motivation of everybody, well, how you were involved in it. It's just insane. Like you literally get a, a bird's eye view of the whole situation. That's insane. I could never, nobody could tell me how all of this happened. No one could, no shrink is going to know what happened to my mother and him and who they were. I, No one. No blood test is going to tell me what's going to... Nothing. The medicine showed me everything. His motivation. The way he he was on the savannah stalking my mother, trying to get her to get to her family. He went to London and she was in some seedy world in London. He was this repressed gay guy. I didn't know any of this. No one had any clue. Who was going to tell me any of this? the medicine the medicine I was just in the dark I was just drowned in all this shit it's incredibly powerful it takes you into the past it shows you how you were made who these people were there's no conjecture it's just here it is through dreams, through 3D holograms, through physicality, through everything. There was, I was living in a bubble of energetic garbage, sewage. I had no idea I was in it. I was completely owned by this guy. She was a, my mother was his ally. Again, infantilized, but we were just Stolen. You won't... I had no idea, not a clue. as a total traumatic wipeout. <clears throat> and when I came to, I was, you know, deep into the Kool-aid. and everything looks normal. So your sovereign power, your sovereign consciousness. Your ability to regulate, control, and live your destiny depends on your ability to own your sovereign power. And if there's trauma, you only have power when you have faced the fear. Faced the dragon, the predator, whoever did it to you, whatever happened. And the event, again, doesn't have to be monumental, all right? You're a child, you're innocent, you're powerless. I see children all the time, I think, oh my God, they're so vulnerable. You're at the mercy of these people. Now, do you want to be in here forever? No, I mean, I want out. I don't want to be, like being in therapy forever, no. <coughs> but you'll know when you're out when you're finally cleaned up right it's like a cancer it's like anything it's like an oil spill and the way that we're built because we're coded in our neurons in our brain in our attachments it's all electrified this whole thing is with the medicine is slowly de electrified slowly dissolved the medicine is a plant it has a spirit it's in you when you drink it <coughs> it comes in and reorganizes you you align with its spirit for it to cleanse you the only way that I can sit there and allow my whole being to be literally torn out of me, the thing I built in response to him, is because the medicine is inside of me, aligning me. I'm attached to the medicine whilst this is happening. I'm aligned with the spirit of the medicine as this thing is being pulled out of me or dissolved or whatever, removed. It was built in bondage with evil. It was built as an extension of evil. And it's a living, breathing thing. Once that bondage is seen, once the bondage is understood, once the events are understood, once the trauma is seen, you are willing to sit in ally with the medicine and let it be pulled out of you. You have to see it. See, it was a complete mystery to me. I couldn't... It's just the thing about trauma. It's like ether. It's all around you. It's all over you, but you can't see it. You cannot... That was a trick here. I couldn't see it. Because it was attached to an event that happened early on, which was then thrown into the oblivion of the universe and hidden in some vault somewhere. <clears throat> because it was so overwhelming. So when you have the medicine inside of you, you are aligning with the medicine. And by aligning with the medicine, allowing for the evil to surface, allowing for the truth of what you built to surface. And when it surfaces, it has nowhere to go. It can't live there if it's not fueled by the not knowing. You're only, you're only allowing that thing to be alive in you because you have no knowledge of its source. You think it's who you are. That's the trick. As long as you're in fear, you're fueling it. <clears throat> Once you know the source, it can't survive. It needs to be pulled out. It will be pulled out. So the more you sit, the more you align with the medicine, the more the bones come out of the closet, the skeleton emerges. It was in me. It was me. I never got an opportunity to grow in that unfettered place. I never got the opportunity to just show up without fear, to just grow with abandon, to just follow the natural course of my blossoming. If there's trauma, that's all been shut down. I had to build in accordance to evil and to his whims. I was, a, I was gone, I was alone, I was sequestered, hijacked. And because the terror was so big, I'd smoked it out, I'd combed it out. So I couldn't access, and it was all just black. In fact, I was actually shown that in a ceremony, just two screens, one was pure black. And the other was the Indians coming to get me out, my little four-year-old, out of there. And I couldn't understand that it was pure black. Like, but I had a nice life, you know. I didn't. I was stolen and tricked and built in accordance to this evil. So I never showed up. I couldn't. I had no power. I'd taken everything. And I myself had then denied myself, had then shut myself out. By agreeing to this evil, I had agreed to refuse myself. And I agreed because there was so much terror. So in this reclamation of your power, you face the terror, the fear, the predator, the dragon, and the return is of your power. Your power is your freedom, your feelings, your ability to respond to everything as you truly are. I had no feelings, I had no response. Everything was just nice, everything's nice. Oh, poor thing, oh. You're angry, oh. You're upset, oh. This hurts me. Well, that's okay, but you're more important. Again, you're blinded. That's why I say, blinded by terror. I couldn't see any of it. It's the illumination of everything. Everything is dredged up from the bottom of the ocean. Here it is. And the only way you can see it is because you have now attached to the medicine. You are now aligned with the medicine. You're in the hands of the medicine. I see myself a lot in, you know, literally sitting in the lap of the shapibo or with the Indians, which are the plants, right? You're aligned with the medicine. Once aligned with the medicine, so the surfacing begins. And I thought, it's him, it's an alien. No, it's what I built for him, in response to him, to make him feel okay, in the denial of myself. I created my own dungeon keeper, so I wouldn't see the truth of what had happened. I wouldn't go in there. The more you penetrate it, the less power it has. The more you align with the medicine, the less power it has. The more you surface. Again, you can't see any of this in real life. You're all just one thing. You're already cooked. The power of this medicine is to separate separate out the ingredients of your cooked self. To really lay out in that lab all the separate pieces of you that were put together. You're literally like in a lab. I feel like I've been a rat in a lab for the last five years. I was one with evil. I was melded by it. I was one with it. She had to separate me out from that evil where I had been captured used, stolen terrified I had built in accordance to it and denied my power I didn't know it had happened when I was very little a child, a little three, four year old There was no one saving me. There was no, I was, that was it. I was in. When the medicine came in, she literally took me apart. She dismantled all of me to show me how I was owned, how I'd been captured. I remember one ceremony (coughs) where I was surrounded by all these Indies, it was the plants. And they were saying, come. This was a ceremony down in Peru. Come, Maria. And I couldn't leave. I'd, com- I'd be completely magnetized. I was completely soldered to this man, to these events, to this horrible place. And I was crawling across the floor in the Maloka, like I couldn't, I was, mag- I was gravitationally stuck with them. And I said to them, why did I leave? Love, caring, I said, you didn't leave, you were stolen. I didn't know what that meant. But I could, have the, I could feel the feelings of the inability to leave. Again, she showed me I was in this, the top of this building of this huge business. I was very powerful. I felt so sick. I was so sick. I was like, I don't want this power. I don't want any of this. I'm gonna die the sickness. I couldn't have that power. I was in a fairground as a child, again, terrifying. All of me had been stolen by evil. My power had been stolen by terror, by fear, by pure evil, and I had built myself inside that evil. I had—I was taken, and then I was used through terror to build what they wanted me to be. It was horrific. And I was stuck there. They were my parents. So whatever your trauma, and it is a classic hero's journey, but it, it you can talk about everything, but all is this experience, and when you go through this experience, let me tell you, as I said, no one just does AOS because they're having a bad day. I mean, you don't know what... Want. There's one thing I was actually saying to a friend last night. I was like, The ayahuasca calls you. You do not go down there, you know, because you want to drink ayahuasca. It is not a happy experience, okay? It is not something you want to do for recreational reasons. If you do it seriously with the medicine, with the Shipibo, you're going in for a full-on energetic operation. It does not feel good. It just doesn't. Like, do you want to go to the dentist and have extractions? Or do you want to go to the doctor and have open heart surgery? No, you're only going there because literally you have, you know, there's nowhere else to go. Like you you are now ready to be healed. So, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to do, do ayahuasca. No, if you're doing ayahuasca, it's like, oh, fuck, this is it. Right. It's so bad. This is my last recall. This is the only place I have to go now to do this. I need to go be energetically operated. I need to be opened up. I need to be completely like, this thing is huge. It is not pretty. It is not recreational. It is not fun. It is none of that, but it is healing, right? If you're going there, it's because you want to be here. It's like your last resort. that's why I ask people, when people say I want to do it, I say, well, have you been called? If you're thinking about it, there's something going on where it's stirring up, like you know that there's a big thing that needs to be healed or something that you need to deal with. And it does the job. It's magic. I mean, I was completely owned, tricked. Fuck, I had no access to any of this. None of it. I was completely sequestered, owned. I built a whole being in relation to this scumbag. I had no access to the trauma, no access to the event, no access to the anything. I was completely in its lair, blinded by terror. The medicine tore me apart both down in Peru, doing it in ceremony and in daily, you know, the more you connect with the medicine, the more the spirit of the medicine is in you, the more the actual hostage taker is revealed. I had built a whole being and authorized this evil. And it lived within me. So yeah, the enemy was without because I looked around in the world and there was no version of me. I looked within and there was another enemy. There was no, I was nowhere. Nowhere. My energy had been completely stolen. So, power, your power to be present, to be awake, to have a fantastically fine-tuned set of emotions, your compass of yourself, your center, your truth, the ability to be without threat, without fear. To be really anchored in the truth of who you are requires your energetic power. Without it, you're at the whim of everyone. You have no engine. When I think about a metaphor for my childhood I think it's like being in the ocean you the uh, you know the ship the cruise ship you were on just exploded and I have two people two parents leaning on me to save them I'm a three-year-old I'm being used in some game that I had no idea I was in. He was a con man, he conned her and then used me to get himself out of the pickle. It was insane, I was in this, again yoga, and it was just like, I just saw it, there I was in this other room being abused while he's laughing with some guy. Being the big shot. Look what I did, aren't I clever? Look at me. I'm sitting here being a fucking cunt whilst my daughter is being abused in another room. Waiting for the money. I couldn't have seen that. I I had no idea. None. None. That's the power of this medicine. The power of unconditional love, the power of cleansing, the spirit that sits within you and heals you daily. She literally takes you out of the cake, the cooked version of you. She comes to rescue you from a trap I didn't even know I was in. I didn't know I was there. I didn't know idea. All she wants is your commitment to heal. Well, that she has a zillion percent. So you don't know. I didn't know <clears throat> when I started where I was going. I had no idea. You won't know. You won't know what the fuck you're going to see. That's why the ayahuasca ceremonies are terrifying when you're in Peru. I had no idea what I was going to see. You have your little laundry list of like, oh, what's my job going to be like? and What's my relationship? And then it's just like, pfft, just like that's out, that's thrown out of the fucking water. Like, fuck that. I was in exorcisms and energies being pulled out of me. And horrific. Right? But you have an ally. The most powerful ally. That's relentless, relentless power. I've literally been in the emergency room of the universe for the last five years. That's all I can, I mean, yes, I get up, I go to work, I drink coffee, I do my thing. But really, it's just daily sitting. And cleansing, and cleansing, and cleansing, and cleansing. No one wants to be buried. No one wants to live in fear. No one wants to live without their power. Most of us do. In one way or the other. Through the acceptance of other apes, through... The feeling that we're powerless in one way or the other, that we're stuck, we're this, we're that. We're run, in most countries, by terror and fear. If you don't get this, you don't, you want that, blah, blah. We're severed from nature. You know, we believe in this technology, which is not so bad, but really, honestly, we're not, we're nature. There have been four extinctions. God knows how many more there'll be, you know, whatever. Heal. Heal. What else have you got to do? It doesn't matter if you've got a zillion dollars in the bank. The fuck it doesn't matter, you're still stuck. <coughs> Whatever you do, you become the biggest rock star, you become the big what it doesn't matter. If you have an unresolved piece of you that's hanging on, at some point. It's going to come up. It's going to bit you, bite you in the ass. So I would say get it over with ASAP and get on with living, and then dying, and whatever. Okay, bye. <clears throat>